Hello and welcome to the Great British Shitcom, the show in which we watch some potentially forgotten sitcom classics to see if they've stood the test of time. I'm Mark, and as ever, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Chris and Chris. Yep. Yeah, yeah, all right. Excellent, yeah. there we go. Today we're watching Chelmsford 1, 2, 3. Do either of you know anything about Chelmsford 1, 2, 3? No. No, only what? Only what I read. <laughs> well, that's unknowledge sometimes works if you're reading it. It's uh, got Roy McGrath in it, isn't it? It has got Roy McGrath in it. Yep. That's, it's set in Roman times, and that's all I know. Peter Chelmsford? Yeah, the 123 is the year, isn't it? It's AD 123. Hello, Domino. 123 Good years Lord. after the birth of Christ. Allegedly. You can all get sued by the Catholic Church <laughs> and allegedly in there. Uh. Have you been at Chelmsford? Uh, I think I have actually, yeah. Um, long time ago. Not a long time ago. Why? See a lady? N- no. Um, it was, I was with a girlfriend at the time and it was to see her cousin, I think. Right, that, was, yeah. that was a boring story. Chris, Sli- uh, <laughs> slightly less interesting story. Get back from the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have been Chelmsford? No, I don't think so. I might have been, or I might have been through it to go to other things, places. Yeah, never really been to Chelmsford. <laughs> I thought there was some gold in this section. What would you read? Have you been Chelmsford? What is in what? Chelmsford? Have you been Chelmsford? in Chelmsford? Uh, I went to the V Festival used to be being held in Chelmsford. Is it? Yeah. Near Chelmsford. I used to go there a few times. Back oh, in right, the, I didn't know that. Back at the height of in, uh, Indy. Indy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're talking, we're talking Kaiser Chiefs, yeah? We're talking... Uh, Future Heads? No, we're no, talking... Um, Razorlight? Matchbox, what are they called? Matchbox, Matchbox Speed Line, line. Disaster. Okay. They're going to be on the radio. Is that them? No, it's Dead Sixties. Dead Sixties. Ma- Matchbox were... Um, Little Cars? Yes, they were. <laughs> That's in the lap bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I did. And, uh, I had diarrhoea at the end. And I went to the portaloo in the dead of night and it was dark and there was no toilet roll. Oh, man. And, you know, I just had to use some newspaper. It's a, it's a young person's game, isn't it? Yeah. It's not sent to go camping. Alice wants to go camping, but... Yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't see you. Even though you are like a woodsman, like archetype, I can't... Yeah, I can't see you camping. You're more of like a log cabin man, I suppose. Isn't you? Yeah, I'd like to stay in like a little um, shepherd's hut or something like that. Well, the thing is, like, I always look at those and I'm quite appeal- appealed. I find them quite appealing. <laughs> Looking at them on Airbnb or whatever, the little shepherd's hat. But I never have a toilet, do they? Uh, some do. Oh, the ones I see don't. They always have like a fucking outhouse. Outhouse. Yeah. yeah. I'm not walking out to take a dump across the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. That's, just, that's, a, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> So will you leave in the comment section of when you book <laughs> additional notes? I will not repeat. Not traipsing across a dewy grass in the morning for the, for the morning blowout. God. That's why he always stops at B&Q to buy a painter's bucket. Just 
Bur- burn a bucket. <laughs> just ditch it. We need a five later. <laughs> Throw it out and just right. Okay. It's just done. <laughs> Wrap it in cling film. <laughs> drop it off a car bury, <laughs> bury it. <laughs> Mum, I found a time capsule. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, not again. <laughs> oh, for fucking dreadful. Right, well, that's, covered, that's covered Chon's film. That's that done. That's that done. <laughs> <laughs> Always ends up with me shitting in the box. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Imagine that. That was going to end to seven, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow survived, but yeah, I like the someone's script, shit in a box. Uh, <laughs> one, one suggestion. No one will see this coming. <laughs> a twist no one would have expected. From the mind of M. White Shyamalan. <laughs> the shit. Question is, where is this shit going to turn up? Right at the end, in a box. <laughs> Would one of you like to read the premise? Was it this, the IMDb? I mean, you can read anyone you want, really. Read That's the, the one I've got. Oh, Fanta, <laughs> ibuprofen. I don't feel well. <laughs> For the listener, the listener, uh, alcohol was taken yesterday. And it was unwise. It was one wise, was it? <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> no, I don't. And now Chris is going to bring a little medicine basket. Look how neat that is in there. Look how neat it is. Yeah, well, it's not me. Oh, that's true, yeah. I've got 200 meg. Can I have three of them, please? What? <laughs> Unheard of. Because I had some this morning, but I was sick straight afterwards, so I think I might have. Jeez. I don't think I ingested it properly. Wait, three? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put me in the recovery position and carry on recording. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me up front of the A&E like a gangster. Drop him off at the hospital. Push you out the car door. I'm going to attach me to him, podcaster. We've got another one. <laughs> Get the studio ready. He's had three ibuprofen. <laughs> What's that? Uh, That's police. Hit the emergency phone. No. I haven't overdosed yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hump monitor. What? That'd be great on the record, wouldn't it? Three, three ibuprofen's all right. Oh, look, this is weird. The, um, the plot, oh, it's plot, what is it, that? It's, yes. Yeah? That's the one I've got. But it's by Mark underscore A Wood. And my dad's name's Mark Wood. That's weird, isn't it? But his middle name's G for... That's what he wants you to think. The gangster. <laughs> yeah, he's a G. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Gerard. <laughs> is it Gerard? Gerard? Yeah. Oh, okay. What a name. Oh, that's the middle name. That's not from here, though. I watched a, um, about a half an hour documentary about uh, the making of the song song <laughs> the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah, Why? it's really good. Oh, I think, I, I don't know, I've documented it on this podcast, but I really like the thong song. I think it's a really good song. Okay, why? What is it about it? Because, ostensibly, it's a song about a thong, right? Yeah, I don't know that much. But then it's set to like this weird, minor key Baroque music. And it's, it sounds so sad, the music. It's like what, what, what song? the melody. The song, the song. Oh. <laughs> by Cisco. Okay. Talking of 99. Was that about 99, was it? About 98, 99? The heyday of music in general, I'd say. That was where it peaked. I think say. so. After the song, song. Because it's <laughs> like. Um, it's like it's really melancholy music. It's really, like the melodies, it's all in minor key. Okay. And it's like. It becomes like hysterical at the end, like the the tone of it. It becomes so overblown. <laughs> I don't know it well enough, I'm afraid. Oh, I do. <laughs> it's so overblown. This right? is a long time. And basically, I watched the documentary, and like it's it's based on the the sample. It's a sample of a sample of an orchestral version of England and Rigby, 
Food's in it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, um, it's got like the, the violins, like some fucking bloke from like the, one of the best violinists in the world was like on it. He said, but he was interviewed for it and he was like, yeah, on my like credits on my website, I've got like all these orchestral <laughs> things I've done and I always put the thumbs on there because I was so proud that I did it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough with it. It's a, a fantastic song. Oh, that guy's so scandalous. And you know I never can handle it. I'm just looking at that thing like who it is. And the look in the eyes so devilish. <laughs> you know what's going on. Well, basically, right? Also, um, while they're recording it, you know, Cisco's do, he's, he's vibing, he's doing the lyrics. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a podcast about the thong thong. Yeah. Now. Um, and they were recording it and he was like doing the lyrics and stuff. And there's that bit, you know, it goes. Um, you look like singing. Sorry? Not singing. Doing, doing the lyrics. Doing the lyrics. He's writing them. Yeah, instead of encore. Do the lyrics. <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> lyrics. Sing them. He, um, he was. And you know, he goes, just uh, burn she light the pub because she was living the vida loca. And they were like, um, Cisco, do you think you should, the producer, like, do you need to clear that? The living la vida loca bit. And he was like, no, yeah, I know Ricky Martin and his producer, I'll clear it. But he didn't. So basically, there was like a lawsuit afterwards, and I think the majority of the. Breathe. The majority of the um, what are they called the uh, royalties. royalties. Yes, oh, right, <laughs> the majority okay. of the royalties goes to uh, Ricky Martin's producer. Oh, because they didn't clear. Cisco slipped his mind and he didn't clear it. But what does does he own that phrase? Well, he wrote "Living La Vida Loca." Yeah, but it's, it's just a f- yeah. But it's using the melody. It's saying that using the word "Living La Vida Loca" and it, when he sings it in the song, oh, he's referencing li- it's, that. It's the same melody and stuff. So he's like it's a sample basically. Oh, okay, I don't know that. So I don't, yeah. I don't think we've really thought much about the thong song. No. <laughs> no. Get into it, really. It's like, like a lot. Think about it's it every a great day. Song. I've been living the past twenty years, unfortunately. <clears throat> she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. That's like what, what, what? Baby, move your butt, 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 butt. I think yeah. I sing it again. The, the, the only time I think I've ever heard that song is when uh, I'm in the room while Pitch Perfect Two's on. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, the thong, 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 thong. You ready for this? Uh-huh. Chelmsford 123 is a British television situation comedy produced for Channel 4 by Hat Trick Productions. Chelmsford ran for two series of six and seven episodes in 1988 and 1990. The series was set in the British town of Chelmsford in the year AD 123 and concerned the power struggle between the Roman governor Aulus Paulinus, Jimmy Mulville, and the British chieftain Badvok Maury Maury? (laughs) Cut that. Rory McGrath... (laughs) Britain is a miserable place, cold and wet, just the place to exile Aelus for accidentally insulting the Emperor's horse, but also give him something useful to do. Aulus, is it Aulus? I don't know. Probably a play on Aulus Platorius Nepos, the governor of Roman Britain between 122 and 125, was a rather delicate Roman and was usually outwitted by the scheming Badvok, who hadn't had a haircut for 25 years. Many of the other regular hat-trick actors previously seen in shows, such as Who Dares Wins, appeared. It was created by Rory McGrath and Jimmy Mulville. Yeah. And it was written by Rory McGrath and Jimmy Mulville. Who's Jimmy, Mul- who's Jimmy Mulville? Uh, he is the person who created AD123. <laughs> English comedian, comedy writer, producer and television presenter. He's best known for co-founding, in 1986, British independent television production company Hat-Trick Productions. Oh wow, okay, that's pretty big. So, with the, the premise that you read, are, like, are any of them based? They sound like they're loosely based on real people. Is that right? Uh, well, I think yeah. Oh, there the was ladies, like a. It? Oh, it would have been a governor, um, like a Roman governor sent over, I guess, and then it would have been like 
chieftains sort of existing. So with that in mind, how much of this do you think is actually going to be based on like of its time? I'm, I'm going to be uh, bold and say fuck all. Based <laughs> on actual real time. Of maybe maybe Chief some very fuck all. Fuck all. <laughs> I think there'll be some attempt at like you know a lot of togas. I yep. think Rory McGrath's yeah. going to be dressed in. I, I wouldn't like to think like it's some sort of caveman, like tartan or some sort of barbarian Ugh. wear or something like that with a bushy beard and sort sort of really long hair. All jokes about him smelling bad and farting and burping and things like that. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I don't, oh, no, I don't. I don't think it will <laughs> get that far. What do you mean? I don't think it will go that far. It's like farting and burping. I've, I've got some. Yeah. You, you've got so high hopes for this, Mark. You're going to be so. No, down. because I, I think Rory McGrath thinks he's cleverer than that, so I don't think he would just go for those he sort of jokes. He is a. I'm going to put it out there now. He's a twat. I think he thinks highly of himself enough to not be doing jokes like fart jokes. And well, like we'll that. see. So if it's, if it's we, a fart joke, we'll in it, it's I'll, all going to be like a wordplay and shit, isn't it? Oh, no. Yeah, him trying to do things like that. Uh, is it going to be like jokes on Latin and stuff? Latin jokes. The, I yeah, I would put money on there being just like really uh, shitty Latin based jokes. Uh, Theme change. Just going straight into that. Oh, some sort of um, the sound of uh, Romans and stuff. Uh, I reckon there'll be a lute. Yeah, I was gonna say like a lute or like uh, pipes. Didn't you? Pan pipes. Not pan pipes, but like some <laughs> sort of like uh, <laughs> some sort of wind instrument. It'll either be like I think like jaunty sort of lute stuff. Or like um like quiet, bat, like battle, battle, battle trumpet now like like do we think it'll be just like sounds of uh oh, like okay. market like um like just you know sound oh yeah like clattering and people walking and mumbling and like it's podcast room like clattering we've got uh we've got mic stands now Listener, look, no mics, no mics to stay out having this What's, what's uh, our genre listed under? Clattering, mumbling, <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Munching. Uh, uh, yeah, I think overall it's going to be an annoying show, and I think we'll discuss what the, the comedy is going to be based on. Yep, uh, it's going to be annoying. What's the episode you're watching? So, uh, we can do them when you want. Really, I've got down a series two, episode one, but I'm happily just do the debut or the usual <laughs> series one, episode four. Thank you. Well, should we? I don't know. Should we watch like the pilot? I guess. Yeah, let's go with that. Let's yeah, go with the, the pilot. Why yeah, not? that's the correct word. Debut first thing. Debut. Hang on. Yeah. What's the um right. episode called? <laughs> Mark's face is so funny. He's really annoyed. I'm ruining this podcast and he's upset about it. Because you'll be annoyed by this as well, that's the thing. Well, you don't have to be worried about it. I'm gonna be annoyed later on, but you don't have to worry about it. I'm annoyed now. <laughs> uh right, so series one, episode one, uh, it's called Arrivederci Roma. Yep. Uh, and the premise of the episode Goodbye, is Ryan. it's AD 123. No, it's 123 AD. Sorry, I got that wrong. Uh, and the people of Britain are about to receive their new governor from Rome. And this was broadcast on Wednesday the 9th of March 1988. 10 o'clock at night. Late night entertainment. My expectations of the episode are going to go a bit downhill. So oh, obviously yeah. we've got the regular cast and they've got Bad Vok as the like Rory McGrath, British guy, whatever. But they've also got a character called Blag and Mungo. It's really swearing, isn't it? Uh, Fuck us. Off us. The, uh, I reckon it'll be like Latin swearing. So like words that sound like swearing but aren't. Ducks. Yeah. Junt. Should we just go into this? <laughs> it's so angry.
Crosswhite Series 1, Episode 1 of Chums with 1, 2, 3. Um, does anyone want to talk through what happened in that episode? Well, Mark, it was the pilot episode, or the debut, as I like to call it. Basically, it's setting our premise of the whole series up, wasn't it? So, how the new, how the old governor of Chelmsford was dispatched and killed by the the native British tribe. Then it shows the uh, sequence of events that leads to the new governor being appointed, to, and it shows them arriving. And yeah, sets up the whole dynamic of the rest of the series, really. And I assumed based on the premise and who was in it that I would hate it and I thought it was alright it set up the the series thing of like the, the British being like lads like and just like you know yeah very laddish wasn't it mm-hmm. uh, and the Romans as being uh, kind of a bit incompetent and led by uh, madmen <laughs> <laughs> really like <laughs> and they were like quite a, f- a fate what's the word a fate a fate is that what you just more hedonistic as well at the start I guess oh, yeah. yeah well just like a bit um gentle wasn't it a bit like yeah. uh kind of like they're not up to much they're kind of like a bit um used to luxury and not able to yeah you know yeah the hardships of uh yeah life whereas not the, not yeah. the british rough lads lads exactly. lads lads exactly. get exactly. the buckets of beer in oh to the thing chain first of all brass and pipes i've written down it was a fanfare type thing yeah, brass yeah. pipes yeah fanfare um, and it was all on like a a book at like a 45 <laughs> degree angle with the words scrolling like at the start of Star Wars yeah mm. and then like the picture was um, like an inset of scenes from yeah. the show like showing the Britons and Romans and so and so and a reoccurring joke was just the word that they're getting a lot of mileage out of the same Chelmsford and everyone laughing at it mm. That was just a joke in and of itself. Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. Well, look, people laugh when yeah. they're old. It's like no no place in the introduction in the book. No place was like known and feared as much as. And then they shut the book and it said Chelmsford. And it was like. <laughs> uh, I met, and it had a gentle hand on it on the book. Um, Roman take. name for it was uh, Caesar Amagus. Or Caesar Amagus. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a couple of times during the show they would say, uh, you know. Chelmsford and they get a laugh okay. and then he, when the he was a, the, the new governor was addressing the people in the tavern he stood up on the bench and went people of Chelmsford and they got a laugh mm. I wonder how long that went on for what, every episode every episode of the two, two series yeah. <laughs> to say Chelmsford they, they said the catchphrase um, but generally you know, it was alright I thought it was alright I laughed a few times um, yeah, one I mean, thing we discussed yeah, one more thing we, I don't but I never do I wrote testiculos thing, yeah. but a lot of one thing we discussed during it, and it's like a recurring thing, especially in the well, only <laughs> in the Rome scenes. The Romans were all talking in Latin, which mm. I thought was quite interesting. Well, and a lot of the few, that's how we spoke it back in the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was all in Latin and subtitled, and a lot of the, the humour here was derived from the subtitles. Yeah, like. I appreciate it, but I didn't find it funny. Like, I, I, I can't think of another sitcom that's done that. I find it hard to follow the comedy, that's probably because I don't tend to watch things with subtitles. Mm. But then there were points where the contrast between what was spoken and what the subtitle was was the source of the humour. So there was a part where he's accused, that, this is the reason why he gets sent to Britain, he's accused by another, uh, I don't know what they call it, like what are those people, like senators or, or servants? Who are they? <laughs> Which one is what, what, what? The people who were hanging out with the emperor, well, could have been could have been politicians, could have been nobles, so could have been. 
Group of the lads. This lad was um, Paul. What's his name? Uh, Alice Paulus or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Alice, yeah. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? I don't know. Alice. Alice yeah. Paulinus, I think. Okay. He was accused by somebody else, his brother in law, of um, insulting the horse. And then when he's accused of this, he says, he says testiculos, which is obviously going to be like oh, bollocks or whatever. But then. Uh, Bordidash translates Bordidash. to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when he goes, oh, you self abuser, yeah, which was like. Wanker, right? oh. What? <laughs> okay. I thought that was that was nicely done. I thought Mark wasn't so keen on it, but I thought it was a it was a nice. Well, it's, it's trying something different, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, I no, I really appreciate it for that. Just it, it didn't work for me. That was all. Okay, fair, but fair I, play. But I like I like that it was something I hadn't seen before. That was that was good. Um, hmm. So they had a very there were two long establishing scenes. So we're showing the the Roman setting, and it's, it goes straight into it. It goes to fair play to him. Like it goes straight in the first you know, in the pilot episode. It's a scene all in Latin. Yeah. Oh, fucking fair play. I mean, so there's a scene, yeah, the establishing scene showing the Romans in the the palace of the of the the emperor, and then there's another long scene, like, like the contrasting equivalent scene set in Britain, showing Badvok and his tribe in a tavern doing English things, drinking and being disgusting. Really, there was a burp in it. There was a burp. Yeah, yeah there was a burp. that in retrospect made more sense. I'd stand by the farting and. That sort of jokes, but Let's give it time. It's only one episode. They'll be, yeah, they'll be fast. Fight, they'll fight. be fast. Um, which sets up the characters and the dynamic between, and you know, which I thought was quite nice. And it wasn't. I didn't think it was too bad. I thought no. I assumed I was going to hate Rory McGrath, and he, he looks. You know, he looks the part. He looks. He was a lot slimmer then. Obviously, young, young, younger man. In the 80s. Yeah, I think I would go so far to describe this as ambitious. Really. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good way of describing it. I thought it was yeah. A lot of the humour was them like the, the contrast between him being like the brains of the bunch, I guess, mm. and then his his the rest of his tribe lads being a bit silly and a bit stupid or whatever. Well, it's Black and Mungo, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Black and Mungo, Mungo <coughs> the contradictory. Well, he, he was like um, it was that thing again of like someone who was supposed to be like a barbaric, uh, barbaric sort of person, wasn't it? But he was like he when he. <coughs> spoke it was like the very roundabout way using a lot of language and it reminded me a bit of like monty python and life of brian yeah i'm not familiar reminded me a bit of that like the judeo people's front and the way they spoke it was like this that long sort of flowy sort of thing like well he's what was it about the knife wasn't it it was about um i can't remember but anyway yeah yeah and then mungo was just no it was the stupid to differing degrees was just yeah, like Black was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, it, was like, it was the oaf, wasn't it? Yeah, oaf, yeah, yeah. Uh, his girlfriend made an appearance. Can't remember what her name was. Long name. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I don't. I don't know how she got introduced. But I'm going to assume that was just introduced at the end. Is that's going to be like an ongoing thing of the uh, the Roman guy trying to get off or something like that? Paulus Aulus Paulius Paulinus was ostensibly the brains of the bunch. Sort of smarmy and a bit slimy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, likes the ladies because you know, as I said at the beginning, he was looking forward to the orgy, mm. which gets cancelled by the emperor, upsettingly. Yeah, and and his mate, I didn't really understand the character of his, his um, sorry, brother in law in this. It was, he was just a bit of a snake, I guess, because yeah, he yeah. tried to get his, bro- um, his brother in law sent away, but he ended up getting sent with him yeah, to, backfired. to Britain. Backfired. Yeah, backfired on him. Yeah, a bit of like a sort of slimy, grovelly. Yeah, silly hair, sort of brush forward like Roman. 
Oh, yeah. it's awful way. I can't remember. Yeah. Especially when it rained on him as well, but even worse. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Mm. Um, and there was just one more character in that that I want to get onto before we go into the other notes. So it's like the, the emperor, essentially. So he, he was just someone that wanted people <laughs> it was, to... It was basically, was it like based on Caligula? And it was the legend that he made his a horse his horse a senator or something. Was that Calig- Caligula? I think so, maybe. Yeah. Nero? <coughs> Costa? <laughs> what? <laughs> just made a coffee shop joke. <laughs> Yeah. Because he had his favourite horse, he was like his. Everyone had to. Uh, this is why the guy got sent to Britain because they he was like, all right, no more, no orgy. We're gonna all go around and make poems up about my horse. Porsche, yeah, Portia. Portia. Apparently wanted to, but it was assassinated before it could happen. Fucking hell, ah, thwarted. <laughs> could have been the greatest political move of all time. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rule to say it can't be a horse. It's always important to have a stable government. Hey, eh? come on, horses. That is, that is true. So. um Shit, what was it? Oh, yeah, so uh, the, yeah, basically, the, he's yeah, doing poems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing poems. He, brother-in-law says that he insulted the horse. He gets sent to Britain. Brother-in-law gets sent as well. And then there's a little a little coda there. <laughs> coda where he's like, don't tell Portia. And then behind, <laughs> open the curtain, there's a fucking goat on a little pedestal. And then it, it goes, meh. And then he goes, in, in subtitles, I love it when she talks dirty. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Oh, that's good. There's um, a little bit before that as well with the when he says he was with a goat, um, led to the oh, joke yeah, of there's I like kid, kids involved. It's horrible because there were kids involved. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I like Classic that as well. Joke. I think, I, yeah, I don't know if because I'm in my in my state, I'm finding everything funny, but I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> what else was there? Um, so, so who was the Roman, the one with the bald head and the moustache? It was like a Roman. Bl- he, he looked like a, a bloated version of the guy from the Blue Line. Yes, thank you. So he was like a, a, a liaison between the the Roman yeah the Roman like governance governance in Britain and and the he's like an in between man, wasn't he? Well, you, yeah, you get the impression he was Roman. Yeah, but one who's just been living there for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he was like a, a native British born, but he worked for. You know, it could have been an auxiliary, yeah. That is not worked this way. There we go, coaxing out the terminology. I was, I was hoping this would happen. <laughs> Oh yeah, so what did you think about the uh, historical accuracy of this uh, show? Not, uh, impressed, not impressed or? Not really. Well, it had its the classic things and it had the stupid little um, helmets with the, the, plume thing. the plume that goes the wrong way. The ridiculous bre- breastplates, togas. <laughs> but it was archetypal Roman, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. You wouldn't have thought it was any other sort of culture. Yeah, that's, that's the main sort of setup, isn't it? It's got the two sides, isn't it? Because it jumped back and forth from Rome to Britain and just sort of setting up like this is one side, this is the other, and then it kind of it was only really towards the end when they actually started oh, meeting. And I guess it's just setting up the the two opposing sides that are going to clash in the, the later episodes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy that comes running in, the the, the bloke, the guy that isn't in from Blue Lion. He asked Rory McGrath, um, not any of the names again, he asked Rory McGrath's lot to um, not kill anyone else, basically. He says the previous leader um, was ch- uh, choked, claimed Rory McGrath, but he said, what, on his foot? So it sounds as though he's been proper butchered by uh, the Brits. The I think funny the thing is, Rory McGrath sounds like a much more believable chieftain name <laughs> than Adlock. Uh, uh, <laughs> it really? Yeah, <laughs> just played himself. Yeah. Next note I've got is Dice Game with a Blind Man. Knucklebones. Knuckle yeah, bones. I forgot about the blind guy. Um, what was his name? The blind man. Blind man. His name is Blind Man mm-hmm. in this. Okay. Um, yeah, was it Knucklebones? Mm. He said. Knucklebones. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have no idea how you play the game, but it sounds like you got to get really high numbers. Uh, yeah. I think it depends on how the bones land in each. 
way yeah, it lands I think up it's with like different things, isn't it? Just like an ancient Britain version of uh, Boggle, I think. Right. <laughs> like um, uh, what was that thing? Uh, oh, I can't remember. Goes. Uh, what? Go, go, go. Go, go, yeah. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, I keep getting those knucklebones confiscated in primary school. They wouldn't <laughs> let me bring it until it was under hygiene or something. I liked the uh, ancient Britain, uh, everyone was searching through the animal remains for toast. <laughs> oh, mm. I like the scene when they were, um, they had those, uh, those little stone stone discs. And they were like, stone discs. And they were using a slammer to. Oh, wow. <laughs> slammer. Oh, what a great game, Pogs and Tazos yeah, as well. The, uh, Disney, not Disney. Tazos was like Looney Tunes, wasn't it? Yeah, Looney Tunes. Tazos was very much the Pepsi to um, yeah. Pogs' to Coca Cola. Yeah. Pogs. Uh, right. There was that epi- there was that episode. There was that scene where the um, the weapons seller came in. That was a bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny. Uh, he had a good a few good lines because like, the Roman guy was only didn't realise and he was like trying to sell these weapons to the Britons by saying how, how efficient they were at killing the Romans. Like, and he was like, oh, they cut through Romans like butter. And then they were like, ahem, look, the Roman guy's there. And he was like, oh, uh, they, cut, they cut through butter like butter. <laughs> and he was trying to say they were cutlery. And then to prove how good they were, he stabbed himself. And I thought, has he really done that? Yeah, and then I he died. I was like, I "Oh come on!" Still I wasn't sure if he did. He mean to do that? Like in maybe, uh, maybe as a character, as a character, like actual that's sword. A, that's a hazard of the job, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was just some like stupid one-liners after it, wasn't it? Like, "Oh, I bet the job's killing him," or like, "Oh, I've got to make a living." It's good. It's a good job though, but like, there are some downsides. So it's a real double-edged sword. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that's the appropriate response. Yeah, what? <laughs> Blades. So then, yeah, so that's all set up for the Romans to arrive. And obviously they're trudging along in the mud and it's raining. Yeah, they're being pulled along by a, 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 a handful of yeah German slaves. Um, and they notice some graffiti on the side, which is an important part for later on that says, um, is it piss off? Piss off Romans. Piss off Romans. Yeah, Excellent bit of, uh, bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, and they they take that to mean like a greeting, like um, a, a polite greeting. Which I thought people. it was taking the piss out of him. I thought it was saying, "Oh, like it's a joke, saying it's a That's greeting." Stupid, but it was actually they actually he was sincerely th- thought it meant yeah. a greeting, piss off Romans. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I guess he was speaking English as a second language, so fair play to him. Mm. Yeah, very um, multilingual, bilingual. What? Yeah, they can sound a little funny. So, um, they arrive. And then we cut back to the the, the Britons. Uh, well, the blind man's on his own, and he thinks everyone's just left him there in the in the, in the tavern on his own. And basically, it's the same yeah. joke as the as I said, the the little blind kid dumb with and dumber, the yeah. dumb and with the bird. <laughs> so he's left alone. He's like, "Where is everyone?" And then he goes, "Oh, I'm going deaf as well as blind because it's silent." The barkeeper's still there. The Roman fella comes in. And he's like, "Where is everyone?" And then the barman has it turns out as a tick. He keeps winking all the time. Wink all the time. So he's like, "Where are they?" And he's like, "Oh, they've gone to meet the Romans." Wink, wink. He's given given the weapons. Wink. So he's thinking that, oh, he's he's going to go and ambush them and kill them and that. So he's like, "Fuck!" Runs away. Then we cut back. This is the the probably the probably the most important scene in the, in the show is where the the, Ger- the German slaves aren't pulling the thing anymore. The carriage. Oh, they've all killed over. Yeah. He's like, oh, "I didn't know they all had defective hearts." Fine, bit of a weak joke. Fine, whatever. Weak, weak jokes, weak hearts. Then uh, they're walking down a hillside, right? Which is lit from behind. I thought, that's a weird bit of lighting. And then... Nothing's really happening. They're walking along and talking. Got splinter. 
got a splinter, so now. And then, I, I don't think I can even bring it myself to say it. I mean, who, does anyone say it? I don't want to. No, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, well, the Doctor Who TARDIS appears on the on the hillside. And the doctor sort of gets out and looks around and gets back in again. Yeah, silhouette of a guy with a hat and a big scarf. Yeah, it was just Tom Baker, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was it. It was a weird list. I thought I was stunned. I so I really love sight gags, and I think I'm a big fan of Naked Gun, for example. And I think if they're done really well, then they're really funny. And there's tons of them in Naked Gun. And I really, I really enjoyed that because it just made no sense, no sense <laughs> no, at all. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I think that when writing it, they knew that that made no sense. So, f- for me, in terms of things that stand the test of time, them sort of jokes, assuming um, Doctor Who's always going to be recognisable, that's always going to stand the test of time. Well, so, I really enjoyed that. I, I didn't enjoy it as much because I thought that, I don't know, it kind of broke something. It broke. We thought it broke the fourth wall was this not being a historical Oh, he did. The, the Emperor did actually break the fourth wall when <laughs> he said, <laughs> I love it when she thought it was dirty because he did look down the camera when he said yeah. that. Yeah, he did, yeah. So, fair. That's, I've already established that kind of thing. <laughs> but then it's like it probably broke the universe part <laughs> of the show because <laughs> because up to that point, everything, the Romans were speaking in Latin, everything was kind of period specific and it was right. But then they put fucking Doctor Who in there, which is obviously <laughs> the, what the joke is. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But it just didn't sit right for me at all. And it's like, it just, it just seems an easy gag to go, there's not much going on there. I don't know, it's something weird, something wacky happens in the background. Just put fucking Doctor Who on the hill. As much as I like that joke, I've got to agree with you because it, it, it doesn't fit with the theme of everything else they've done. Like, I made the point before I was saying, I think it's quite ambitious that they would do like subtitles, for example, um, in, in this, and that's nothing I've ever seen before. Um, and then... Unprecedented. Unprecedented. And then to go throw a Doctor Who joke in. No, yeah, I don't like Doctor Who either, so that annoyed me. It's because you got done with the knock-knock joke early. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing was, he's by his actual doctor as well. It's really salty the way in that one. It was in the waiting room for hours. Uh, it was a house yeah. call, that's why not. <laughs> if you were like your last, your surname was who, and you got your who? <laughs> and you got your PhD, and you became like a doctor, would you hundred percent lean into it and just make scarf. your entire office like you know you'd have the scarf hang up, screwdriver, purple light door. Outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Just have all, all the equipment, like um, your stethoscope, like a little sonic screwdriver. You'd have that. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, doctor, I've got. Uh, call me Time Lord. <laughs> yeah, re- rece- receptionist. Next, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little dialect there. Canine for little nurses. Um. Huh? <laughs> Be like, what's the uh, what's the prognosis? Um, you're gonna need to be exterminated. <laughs> <laughs> Illness is like. See, we could write. We could write. It writes itself, doesn't it? <laughs> um. So that's that. That was that bit. I was stunned. I was left reeling from that Doctor Who part. Then they meet each other. No, the Britons kind of meet. And I thought, you know, a lot of the night there were night scenes as well. There's a lot of stuff on location, which I thought was. was Quite well lit and stuff, and yeah. well blocked. I thought it was quite good locations and that were done, well, logistically speaking. In a field, <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly, no, perfectly it, scouted. No, no, but I filmed it on location <laughs> at night. It was, it was filmed at night. 
Yeah, all it's right. It's been logistical. It's <laughs> <laughs> difficult to do it. Yeah, but they weren't filming it like at the top of the mountain. It was probably just like some field in like Essex or something where they could have easily got like some sound. It wasn't like imagine they were filming. They, imagine they, they tried to do it like, and not successfully lit it. Like, we can't use yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> what's the thing? We'll, we'll just put it on anyway. It's like this fucking, I can't see anybody. It's hardly like a pinnacle of like. Didn't charge the camera. Location scouting. Yeah. What, what is it? Oh, it's a mud, it's a grass. I'm yeah, just, perfect. I'm just beautiful. <laughs> Get those lights in. I'm just saying we've never given a location scout a shout out, a scout out. Let's say. Whoa. I'm, just, I'm just giving them their due. I think. I, while I was watching it, I thought this is, this is good. You're just impressed with like filming at night, aren't you? That's what you are. Because I usually find it really just difficult to film. Bright light. I usually find it really difficult to film at night time. And I'm stood in the bushes outside. I'm stood in the bushes outside your house. Yeah, that's like that's like talking again, by the way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking's not so bad because you can turn the headlights on. <laughs> oh, it's the one use for the car light, isn't it? The <laughs> Get that on. Perfect. <laughs> Just the engine runner was ruining recording. That was the only yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a noise. It was the sound that was getting you. Wasn't it? But this, this, this <laughs> cut that out because it was a wagon, so it didn't a even wagon. have an engine. Wagon. Cart. Whatever you call it. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. So some of it was filmed outside, <laughs> night, which apparently really is, like, the greatest me. thing <laughs> I've ever seen in a sitcom. I didn't mention it in the um, in the uh, to the man of born because it's at daytime. I was like, ah, piece of piss. <laughs> cool. Fuck it. The sun's doing half the job there. <laughs> You had a day off, mate. Light, light, light. light, light supervisor. Oh, when his feet up with a cup of tea all night. I call it, I call it nature's lighting. <laughs> the sun. Quite a few lumens. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, fine. It was shit. It looked like dog shit. Well, no. no I suppose you like, Obviously, when they were, um, when they were uh, initially being pulled by the German slave, there must have been like a rain machine as well. I doubt it was actual rain like that. It looked torrential, yeah. Really happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's uh, marked with weather. And I I think, yeah, seen, it's not something we really think about. Have you seen many uh, sitcoms where it has got any sort of scenes at night? I don't know. I'm, now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, I haven't really, have we? There you go, see? That's what I'm pointing it out. Um, I mean, actually, on location, not like yeah. something that's shot for night. That's why for good night, sweetheart, I guess. Good, good point. Good night, sweetheart. But anyway, <laughs> so they meet each other. They meet each other, yeah. and it, it actually is a welcome party. Yeah, it was a misunderstanding um, because of the guy winking. Yeah, because of the guy winking, and he he, he runs through, goes stop them, and he yeah. shoots an arrow in someone's back, kills him dead, and he ruins the welcome party. And he's got like the classic trope of like the helmet being too big for him and oh, being over yeah. his eyes. Funny. Yeah, I don't understand why the helmet's too big for him because presumably his like his head hasn't shrunk since he's um, he unless it. it was just borrowed a helmet borrowed or something. There's a joke where um, Badvok is trying to greet them in Latin, but he can't. He's trying to read it off a thing, but mm-hmm. they speak English or whatever. Get on, they're giving wep- uh, give them the gift of the weapons. They're loving it. They're having a good time. They go, they're taking back to the tavern. Uh, they meet, you know, they introduce everybody. Very good. Um, and then basically the the payoff is that he gets up to speak to everyone to greet everybody, and he says, "Oh, big big speech and everything." The music's like swelling up behind him. And uh, he says, oh, it leaves me only one thing to say to everybody here. Piss off. Piss off, Chelmsford, or piss off, Britons, or something. And then they yeah. throw rotten fruit at them. And that's the end. And that sets up the dynamic. The, the um, 
confrontational dynamic between yeah. the two groups. Which, mm. for as like, obvious as that joke was going to be, I thought it was a nice ending, made sense, rounded it all. No, good, it was a good, good setup episode. and it, it paid off, and like everybody, yeah. you could hear the audience start to realise what was going to happen, and they're like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Loving it, absolutely. Do the line. Do say Chelmsford again. But I thought overall, fine, yeah, as I said, I didn't mind it. I laughed a few times. Doctor Who, everyone loved for some reason, and it was a lot, and crucially, a lot of it was filmed outside at night. I think we've done obviously a lot of sitcoms now and it's, it's rare we get any good ones where would this rank in terms of ones that good question, good question. have been like enjoyable or like not that bad so we've had Dustbin Men Queen, Queenie's Castle Fine. Uh, Prince Among Men Awful To the Man of Horn Pretty good, you liked the clock at the end, didn't you? <laughs> lost, lost my shit at the clock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot, some of it, a lot of that was outside as well, on location, so I like that for that reason. Health and efficiency and shit. then this. So this is this is the last one of the series, so... What is it now? Yeah. Oh, the fuck. What, we're going out with a bang. So if... Um, no, thank you. If... Um, <laughs> if you had to pick a favourite from this series, Ooh, let's, let's do it this way. Summon it up. It's the last day of term. Are you bringing the toy? <laughs> Any, any preference for the one that's saying that's Don't do that anymore. Teach the end. Um, <laughs> what? What? Do you, what do you say? Don't have last day term anymore. It's just like standard, normal. It's bullshit. Pardon? That is bullshit. No. Bring a little toy. Yeah, bring in the Rock'em Sock'em robots. That's what I did one time. That was fun. Blow football one time. That wasn't so good. He was basically breathing in his face. Like, <laughs> rubbish. Bring in some Jamie Dodgers. It's a toy. They bring food as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite toy. This is Jenga. Chris. This is my favourite toy. Food. Um, uh, favourite one for the series. I think I'm probably going to have to say this or Two of the Man of Born. Yeah, probably going to have to say Two of the Man of Born. Considering Two of the Man of Born is like a well established like sitcom classic, isn't it? And everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. Chelsea were the ones who were not doing bad holding its own against To the Man of Born. The rest of them were dross. Queen's Castle was fine. I it, was just, it was a standard 70s sitcom setup, really. Mm. It's fine. I think it was saved by. The, oh, Diana Dawes. It was saved by Diana Dawes. It was held up by Diana Dawes' performance rather than being a good sitcom, I thought. And I thought Chelsea with 1, 2, 3 was a nice surprise. Mm. I, would, I would go between Queen's Castle and Chelsea with 1, 2, 3. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Blimey. Who would have thought it? Mm. Who would have thought it? Would you have thought it? What, what, what you, which one did you like? I'd go for To the Man of All then. To the, ma- to the Man of Born? Yeah. Is it? What were you going for? This one? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm going to have a chance with one, two, three. Who would have... I, hear, I never thought I'd hear myself say those words. I I really like Queenie's Castle. There was like, some really good shots in that. So that had a nighttime shot, actually. Good point. No, actually, and t- oh, having yeah, said that... that policeman walking down the street at night. Yeah. That was hard as well. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of reflective that surfaces. Was actually, some extreme yeah. zooms on that. That was actually, yeah. There was and some great was nighttime location and stuff. Fuck. Yeah. Well, that was in like a, an estate as well, so there must have been people in. I had to keep everyone quiet. That yeah, like, and, that was, <laughs> and that was the bit of the beginning. <laughs> the bit of the beginning when they're frying all the, the crates of booze out. Yeah. That camera following my life. But you know what? No, that is a good point. And, that and was the some bakers, good. That had a hard shot to do, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, they're really close to each other. <laughs> uh, apparently, they filmed that scene at night and they just had really bright lights outside <laughs> to simulate sunlight just to really, uh, like really be challenge the crew. Just take 500. Die on the doors. Die on the doors that only work at night time. That's the problem. They call it the uh, the blonde. That's right. There was some actually good camera work in Tools 1, 2, 3. I thought there were some parts I noticed where. Um, well, the, the weird, there were some weird zooms that I thought were odd. Mm. 
But like some of the when the location stuff, let's bring it back to that. There was some great handheld stuff where like there was some point of view shots between the two Romans and it was shot like handheld and it looked like it was all, the camera was kind of moving around as if you were on the, the wagon there on an apple. That's that was quite like a, neat, a neat touch. They did very well keeping the person that was talking in shot. That was really good. They really like <laughs> <laughs> They record. They were facing the right way. Perfect. Action. Alright then, well, <laughs> the Mami prick. I'm gonna go at what I like. I've been doing it with Christian the whole time. To be fair, so fair play. Um, did it stand the test of time? Yeah, yeah, I think it did. I think it did. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because I think that's the thing with setting things in the past is that uh, that is true. But then, like, um, I think the, the medium of the comedy was quite, it was quite, yeah, it wasn't dated at all that much, really. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was there was no questionable jokes I can remember. Like, no. Oh, I said they they did use the word "wop" at the beginning. Okay, what well, was that one? <laughs> that's the actual, an yeah. actual slur. Yeah. Apart but, from that, apart from the ones, <laughs> all right, apart from the one slur. Just the one stroke, the chance uh, one, two, three. I must have a different time. Eighties, I suppose you're allowed to say that kind of thing. But then I, I don't know. They were supposed to be rough and ready. Yeah, British people. You know, British nice, people. Nice kiss. British people have never been racist. I don't know where they got that from. Yeah, I know. Out of order. Unreal. Aussie and the or whatever the word is. Well, why not both? Um, <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> that's the leave.eu um, that's slogan. Racism, xenophobia, why not both? <laughs> sure saw that on a balloon. <laughs> Great, all right, then well, now it's time for Mark's stupid game. Mark made a game. Stupid game. Mark has made a stupid game. Let's play the game. Let's play the fucking stupid game. You got to guess what it is? Yeah, I have a little guess first of all. It's a fun mini game we like to play beforehand. Is it um, uh, Ilford 123? And is it guessing the stops on the 123 bus route between Ilford and Wood Green? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. Don't know. I've got no idea. How about Chelmsford one, two, three, four, five? Once I caught my fish, official, <laughs> it's about nursery rhymes. You're, you're closer, ladies and gentlemen. It's Chelmsford's number five. Lou um, <laughs> 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 Bega. Lou Bega is known for being a hit with the ladies, so much so he put it in a song. There are three rounds to this game, so you'll need your pens. <laughs> and most points wins in this. Uh, round number one. It's weird, Nick, because we, we've done a very sort of 98, 99-centric show. I was talking about Cisco earlier on, weren't I? Yeah, we have. That's the same bucket came out. Oh, so that's, that's staying in. <laughs> oh, yeah. That whole thing is staying in. That'll be a bonus episode. Oh. In itself. Um... <laughs> So you will get, oh, I need my phone for this. Oh, no, I'll, I'll rough time it. So you'll get um, a minute or two to name the women he mentions, but you'll only get a point if you can also tell me what he wanted them for. Shit. So no conferring, obviously, because you're playing against each other. There are seven to get, and this is the chorus bit, and that's important that it's the chorus bit, okay? The chorus. Just the chorus bit. He, he reels off in the verses. Right? What, 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 sorry? So in, in the chorus, he mentions different names right. of, of women, and he wants them for something. I want you to tell me who are the women and what did he want them for? Just in the chorus? Yeah, there are I other think, names um, throughout the song. Intercourse, I think. But what, we, we just, <laughs> we just <laughs> want the chorus names? Yes. It is, oh. though. Yes, ostensibly, as an overarching theme, that's what he wants them for. 
Baker is on the hunt. Where can go you first of all? Name me one of the ladies that he would like. Uh, Erica. Um, what does he want her for? Uh, did he want her all night long? He doesn't want her all night long. Oh, oh shit. Mm. James, what? I didn't. I didn't put Erica. You didn't put Erica. No, no. Okay, well, I, I think I put Jessica's both. I put Jessica twice. <laughs> That's why. Mm. Okay, well, he put. He wants Erica by his side. Oh, I put, um, I put Jessica for Erica. Fuck. So that's no points for that one. Uh, uh, no points. No point for the name. Erica by my Mark. side. Yeah. Fuck is Erica. Jones, what? <laughs> give give me another name, please. Monica. And um, what does he want in Monica for? In his life. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. That's Cheers. one one point. One Baker. One Baker. One Baker. Baker bonus. We're all getting Bakers today. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Woods. Any any others? Um, I had Sandra. Sandra and what do you want Sandra for? Did he want her to be in the sun? He didn't want her to be in the sun. <laughs> I don't know what she did. He doesn't know. That. He doesn't. I'm not sure if he means the. She's a bit pasty. He doesn't know if he, he means the the solar object or the newspaper, but that's true. Oh. He could be page three. See, he might be really supportive. Solar object like launched into the center of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a really supportive. Wants there to be a page three or wants her to, to burn in the actual sun. <laughs> Which ties back into the uh, Sun Probe episode of the Thunderbirds we mentioned earlier on, where they maybe Sun was in that rocket. That we're fun, <laughs> International Rescue had to say. It's the end of uh, Battlestar Galactica, I think, is it? You've never seen Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> no. Oh, in the end. No, it's, it's a Danny Boyle film, Sunshine, where they go to see the Sun. Oh, yeah. But in the end. They go to see the Sun. There it is. <laughs> in the end Look. of um, Battlestar Galactica, when they land on Earth and they get rid of all the technology, this guy pilots all the ships into the Sun, I think. I think um, it's my it, was, first it was him and Sandra. Well, it's definitely Mary all night long, right? It is Mary all night long, correct. Woods, back to you. Number three. Uh, well, I said Jessica. And then I said in the sand. It's not Jessica in the Shit, sand. Shit, that's sad. I haven't put sand either. Because again, I thought Jessica in the sand, like buried six feet under. It's Jessica. It's Jessica. <laughs> She's got some song, I again, 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 that's another tie into Thunderbirds because there is an episode, <laughs> an episode where they go to Lake Anasta to go and look at the underwater temple, and uh, the hood captures brains and buries him up to the sa- up to his neck in the sand. Oh, I meant fully. Sorry. This is, uh, they very <laughs> much say this. She will be this, fully surprised. This, this song is the uh, the ink block test of like psychopaths, isn't it? Like. <laughs> I was having a nice time and you were murdered. What does it make you think of? Uh, launched into the sun. <laughs> Buried. Well, there's uh, <laughs> there's some social media content I'll be creating a Lou Vega <laughs> Rorschach test. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Chris has is, is diagnosed himself as a psychopath. <laughs> All night long, in a room, being whipped. <laughs> Monica, in my life, in my in a dungeon, or in a basement with no windows, either's fine. Right, so I've got Monica in my life, right? Erica's by my side. Yeah, two, put little lines through them. Let me skip past this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Reet is all I need. Correct. Uh, yeah. And Tina is. And Tina no, wasn't no, sure because no. Tina is no, like. No, what no. I what's see got, what's got one more go? Tina, oh, you can have Tina. Oh, God, that's all I had. Erica, Sandra, just. <laughs> that's all he needs. That's all he needs. Come on. All right then. Um, yes, that's all you heard. You said. Yeah. yeah. I thought Tina. What I see. Tina is what I see. Correct? Oh, really? Is what he sees. So, uh, fun fact before we go into the next round, the third Google search result when you are searching member number five is is Lou Baker German? Oh yeah. And the answer is yes. So round two. Member number five. Yeah, 
round two, uh, more women. So you both mentioned before that there are other women that are mentioned. Oh, aren't in I, the I, I just realised they're the same, aren't they? Blimey. Well, that's that's the extent of women I've got off of that. So <laughs> that's, that's me done. So um, what have we got here? We all know that Lou thinks that a little bit of you, i.e. any woman hearing with him sing, uh, we so want to meet... like a court transcript. We've already started at Mr. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are the other two women that he didn't want for any specific reason? So hence didn't qualify for the previous round. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give her two more names, basically. That meant, uh, two different feature, names? Two more names two different names. feature in the song, but he doesn't mention for any particular reason. Just mentions the names. One, two, three, four, five. five. We're already in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store on the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, so we really don't want it. Really, his work really kicks in. Beer bust like a head Again, last week. Don't I must say, she like to talk. Thing is, if you write these like, things down quicker than he sings them, then you've got the advantage. Oh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> what, did you, what did you get first of all? I'll put Rachel. Mm. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Nice name, I quite like that name. That doesn't rhyme with any other name for it. What? It doesn't rhyme with any other name. Rachel. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of Rachel. And a little bit of Rachel in the park. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, any other names you wrote? Uh, it's Doris. Come on, Doris. <laughs> Doris. Come on. Doris. There's also a woman named Doris. That's fine. I've got Pamela and Angela. Both correct. Thank you. Two, two points there. <laughs> That helps if you know the song. <laughs> Rachel. Well, this is how you felt. This is how I felt when we did the fucking Disney Princes. Speaking of which, round three uh, entitled Sellout in a genuine cover oh. of his own number one classic. It's Disney number five. Can you oh. name the nine classic Disney characters he mentions in the chorus? Oh. He's exhausted all me. the humans and he's going to try it on with Minnie Mouse. Fictitious animals and things. Um, so what I've got to do write down just names of just characters like, yeah might I mean here. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me what he wants them for <laughs> so to speak <laughs> fucking back off Lou uh, would you just start uh, I said a a Ariel Ariel it's not on the list unfortunately she's a fish I suppose Baker's not interested Snow White no fuck no. Uh, I said Belle no fuck no, 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 well, it's not going to be any of these, is it? I'll put Bell on. I'll put Bell twice. <laughs> That's uh, Minnie, then. Minnie Mouse? Correct. Mouse. And bonus point if you tell me what you want so far. Oh, Minnie. He's got new lyrics for it. Uh, I think they are, yeah. Oh, no. No, they're not. Oh, Minnie. I hope it's not all night long. <laughs> that would be a shame, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> Minnie, by my side? So close, no. It was um, a life. little bit of Minnie in my life. So just one point there. Oh, um, oh, I'll go for Daisy then. Correct. Do you want to get a bonus Shh, point Daisy for what he wants Daisy for? Oh, no. Yeah, Daisy. A <laughs> uh, little bit of Daisies. In the pond? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the duck? The looks haven't changed. Drowning oh. in the pond. A um, little bit of Daisy is what I see. Oh. It is, it's isn't not it? Not really yeah. imaginative cover, is it? Right, so it's the animals then. So, are they all the animals? Yes. Very <laughs> in Disney. This, so this was for children, don't forget. Yeah, well, we're so? not thinking it was for like some sort of like dodgy magazine. Some deviant. So I'll give you both a clue. They're not all women. That's the clue I'm trying oh, not to give you. Oh, we're being sexist again. You right, are. So Mickey. Yeah, then. so it's a children's Mickey. show. Mickey. It's not your turn. Oh, it might say Mickey, Mickey then. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> 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 
Shit. Tactics, tactics. Oh. What is what is he uh own goal? What does he want Mickey for? And give I'll give you a clue here. If you were listening, he's already told you the answer before. Was it? Oh, listening. Oh. <laughs> it was Mickey um in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. Okay. It was a little bit of Mickey by her side. Donald. Correct. Donald. <laughs> he, he surely can't say all night long for one of the Disney characters. Uh, was it? Might be my all night long movie marathon. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the Donald Duck voice. So Life side. Uh, Donald. Oh, he's going back. He's referring to his notes. I'm about to do that in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> all I need. Correct. Well done. Oh, Bonus yeah. point. Goofy. I don't know. Goofy. Correct. Oh, gore. gore. <laughs> What does he want Goofy, goofy? for? Gorsh. Goofy. Uh, lyrics haven't changed. Oh, they have changed for this one. Oh, they have changed for, for this, this one. It must be the all night long part. <laughs> From behind. All night long. Um, goofy. It would have to be. It's doggy, isn't it? It's doggy. Uh, <laughs> isn't it weird that Goofy's a dog and Pluto's a dog? What's going on there? Um, <laughs> yeah. Goofy. Different, all day long. Different breeds. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> All day long, mate. It's the same sentiment, but it's just a different time. Of it's just less sinister. <laughs> when I fuck dogs, it is broad daylight. I'm not sneaky, alright? I'm not some of those sneaky people who go around fucking dogs in the dead of night. I don't When do I that. say dogging, I mean oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit goofy for everyone. Oh. Alright, uh, Porky Pig. Oh, <laughs> totally wrong franchise. Yeah. Oh, is it a Slimey yeah. Tunes? Oh, no. Oh, what, what a clown. Is what a clown. Clowned in. Is it the Animaniacs? <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking grandstanding now. Oh, I'm not well behind. He's so He's so pleased. I got nervous. I was like, I need to do this. That's just cartoons, isn't they? One more guess. One more guess. And you, you can get some bonus points here if you get the right one. Some fucking pretty Disney character. Don't, I, I don't really like the Mickey Mouse. Top, um, top tip, don't don't say any of the Looney Tunes characters. Yeah, okay. Um, Disney characters. I was going to go for uh, Fred Flintstone. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> Got to take your final answer. Homer Simpson. Who else is... Ah, oh, Pluto, I don't know. Pluto, yeah. A little bit of Pluto... In the sand. I didn't think so. I didn't include, it was a character anymore. I thought it was a micro character. What? Yeah, it's just a reference to Pluto not being a planet anymore. It being a micro planet. Oh, right. I, I, I mean, I didn't planet. know what you said. Micro planet. <coughs> it's a little bit of Pluto in the sun. Oh, fucking hell. Two, the two that I've guessed every time sun and sand. <laughs> I get it the wrong way around. Dumbo. Unfortunately not. It's um, Huey, Dewey, and Louie would have got you three points if you'd have got that. Why are they getting involved? Oh. Hugh Dewey and Louie can't go wrong. Donald Duck's nephew, didn't they? Well, Jones, you won that one. It was um, Despite, yeah. nine, a good nine place five. It was a good comeback. Have a look through them and <laughs> then let, let me know what one you want. Uh, uh, um, what's Slinger's Day? I think that's Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, you want I want think. a bit of Brucey. A Brucey bonus. Slinger's Day. So we'll be back for the start of Series 7, we with some uh, good game, good game, no doubt. But Bruce Forsyth with Slinger's Day. So, yeah, we'll be back for Series 7, Episode 1 of Great British Shitcom with Slinger's Day. Okay, so... 
Goodbye, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Thanks for listening to that. Cheers. Yeah, yep. thanks for listening. Subscribe, etc. Leave a review if you like. We always read them. We always find them funny. Do leave a review. Dog shit. Do leave a review. Even if you think it's shit, just don't be that harsh because it's a bit upsetting. <laughs> uh, but thanks. And thanks. See you next time. Yeah, Chris, any final words? Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> Before you're exterminated. <laughs> So yeah, we've been um, Mark, Chris, Chris. Uh, this was GreatBritishCom, and we will see you next series. Bye. Bye.